0: Are you a born again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem, so I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking Am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please. Let me know if it helped you. Jeremiah 20 to 21, how to stand with God, even under intense persecution. American Christians really don't know what intense Christian persecution is. We have it so easy. Sure, there are some government officials who try to shut down churches, Additionally, there are powerful entities who would love to shut us up. Nevertheless, we keep on keeping on with the missions God placed upon us. Visit persecution.com, which is the Voice of the Martyrs, or VOM, or persecution.org, which is the International Christian Concern, or ICC, and you'll be educated on what Christian persecution is like around the world. And you can watch the video from ICC at the bottom of my blog, click on over my blog, and it highlights the top persecutors in the world, and you'll be surprised. In today's chapters, Jeremiah is facing opposition from officials in Jerusalem. Though it was God's inevitable judgment that was coming, Jeremiah, as the messenger, was attacked. Yet, he stands firm with God. As Christians, no matter where we live, we, at some point or another, will be called to stand firm on our faith. Can you do it? Let's dig in. Jeremiah 20. Jeremiah and Pasher. Now, Pasher, sound of Imer, the priest in charge of the temple of the Lord, heard what Jeremiah was prophesying. So he arrested Jeremiah the prophet and had him whipped and put in stocks at the Benjamin gate of the Lord's temple. The next day, when Pasher finally released him, Jeremiah said, Pasher, the Lord has changed your name. From now on, you will be called the man who lives in terror. For this is what the Lord says. I will send terror upon you and all your friends, and you will watch as they are slaughtered by the swords of the enemy. I will hand the people of Judah over to the king of Babylon. He will take them captive to Babylon, and run them through with the sword. And I will let or run them through with the sword. So they're either gonna get taken away captive or if they stay around, they'll be killed. And I will let your enemies plunder Jerusalem. All the famed treasures of the city, the precious jewels and gold and silver of your kings will be carried off to Babylon. As for you, Pasher, you and all your household will go as captives to Babylon. There you will die and be buried, you and all your friends to whom you prophesied that everything would be all right. Jeremiah's complaint, verse 7. Oh Lord, you misled me and I allowed myself to be misled. You are stronger than I am and you overpowered me. Now I am mocked every day. Everyone laughs at me. When i speak the words burst out violence and destruction i shout so these messages from the lord have made me a household joke but if i say i'll never mention the lord or speak in his name his words burns in my heart like fire it's like a fire in my bones i am worn out trying to hold it in i can't do it i have heard the many rumors about me they call me the man who lives in terror they threaten If you say anything, we will report it. Even my old friends are watching me, waiting for a fatal slip. He will trap himself, they say, and then we will get our revenge on him. But the Lord stands beside me like a great warrior. Before him, my persecutors will stumble. They cannot defeat me. They will fail and be thoroughly humiliated. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. O lord of heaven's armies you test those who are righteous and you examine the deepest thoughts and secrets let me see your vengeance against them for i have committed my cause to you sing to the lord praise the lord for though i was poor and needy he rescued me from my oppressors yet i curse the day i was born may no one celebrate the day of my birth i curse the messenger who told my father good news you have a son Let them be destroyed like the cities of old that the Lord overthrew without mercy. Terrify him all day long with battle shouts because he did not kill me at birth. Oh, that I had died in my mother's womb, that her body had been my grave. Why was I ever born? My entire life has been filled with trouble, sorrow, and shame. That's the end of Jeremiah 20. Pasher is a title. We're going to run into that name again, though, with different fathers. He was an officer of the temple guard. The temple guards were the guys who arrested Jesus on behalf of the temple priests, not the Romans, as commonly thought. Jeremiah was tortured, but this emboldened him. As I read or hear stories of persecuted Christians around the world from VOM or ICC, I am amazed at the boldness of these Christian brothers and sisters to keep preaching the good news of Jesus' salvation no matter what. Right after the Americans abandoned Afghanistan, I listened to an interview with an Afghani church leader. The Taliban were actively seeking out Christian church leaders and killing them. Most of them fled to the hill country. Surprisingly, their children stayed Stayed. The Taliban don't know who they are. This next generation of bold Christians are staying behind to keep evangelizing and to be strong for the Christians who were left behind. I'm talking about K- uh, Kabul in Afghanistan. That is strength that only the Holy Spirit can bestow on true believers. St. Augustine once said the martyrs were bound in prison, scourged, racked, burnt, torn, butchered and they multiplied. The persecution of the first century Christians birthed the saying, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Publicly, Jeremiah stood firm on his mission. He could not cave into the torture. Yet in prayer, privately, he was honest in his conversations with God. It was an emotional roller coaster. Never trust your emotions. face should be based on truth. Don't bottle up your feelings in front of God. He's there to listen to your heart. Christians who know their true calling must keep their eyes on Jesus and not waver with whatever the world throws at them, temptation or persecution. D.L. Moody once said, I know the Bible is inspired because it inspires me. So studying the Bible puts a fire in your heart. The good news of salvation begins with bad news. Everyone's a sinner and everyone will be judged, period. The listener has a choice to accept or reject the news. Those who reject it, persecute, which is why Jesus encouraged his believers in Matthew 5, starting in verse 10. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of things of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. So here we see exactly what Jesus was talking about. Continuing, Jeremiah 21, no deliverance from Babylon. The Lord spoke through Jeremiah when King Zedekiah sent Pasher, son of Malchijah, and Zephaniah, son of they say, uh, The priest to speak with him. This is another pascher. They begged Jeremiah, Please speak to the Lord for us and ask him to help us. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon is attacking Judah. Perhaps the Lord will be gracious to do a mighty miracle as he has done in the past. Perhaps he will force Nebuchadnezzar to withdraw his armies. Jeremiah replied, Go back to King Zedekiah and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I will make your weapons useless against the king of Babylon and the Babylonians who are outside your walls attacking you. In fact, I will bring your enemies right into the heart of the city. I myself would fight against you with a strong hand and a powerful arm for I am very angry. You have made me furious. I will send a terrible plague upon the city and both people and animals will die. And after that, After all that, says the Lord, I will hand over King Zedekiah, his staff, and everyone else in the city who survives the disease, war, and famine. I will hand them over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and to their other enemies. He will slaughter them and show them no mercy, pity, or compassion. Tell all the people, this is what the Lord says. Take your choice of life or death. Everyone who stays in Jerusalem will die. From war, famine, or disease, but those who go out and surrender to the Babylonians will live. Their reward will be life. For I have decided to bring disaster and not good upon this city, says the Lord. It will be handed over to the king of Babylon, and he will reduce it to ashes. Judgment on Judah's kings. Verse 11. Say to the royal family of Judah, listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says to the dynasty of David. Give justice each morning to the people you judge. Help those who have been robbed. Rescue them from their oppressors. Otherwise, my anger will burn like an unquenchable fire. Unquenchable, unquenchable fire. Because of all your sins, I will personally fight against the people in Jerusalem, that mighty fortress, the people who boast, no one can touch us here, no one can break in there. And here, and I myself will punish you for your sinfulness, says the Lord. I will light a fire in your forests that will burn up everything around you. It's the end of Jeremiah 21. That last line kind of makes you think. California being judged by God. All the other places that have wildfires burning around them. Anyway, continuing my, my uh, comments here. First, it's important to note that Jeremiah's book is not in strict chronological order. And I embedded a chart at the bottom of my blog so you can see the order of the reigns of Judah's kings. Zedekiah was the last king. The end of Judah and Jerusalem was very near. Zedekiah was, you know, was trying one last ditch effort. Too little, too late. He asked if God was on their side. Unfortunately, it's the other way around. Was Zedekiah on God's side? Answer to that no, obviously. The message here was that it was better for them to surrender and go with the Babylonians than to stay and fight. They were to defect with the enemy. Obedience to God was to commit national treason. Which brings on the question are you on God's side? How strong is your faith? Well, if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven after you die or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, what you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, How to Invite Jesus into Your Heart. And again, at the bottom of today's blog, there's a video um, of the president of of, uh, International Christian Concern with the Top Christian Persecutors of the Year award, which isn't a good thing, actually, but you'll be surprised at who comes up. And there's also the chronological chart of the kings of Israel and Judah. So that'll help you. uh, see, I'm trying to follow this, but it's really difficult because um, the prophets overlap; their writings overlap. So um, um, you'll see you'll see how we're how we're going with this. So after Jeremiah comes um, Ezekiel, then Daniel, um, uh, which are which are all prophets. Daniel will get into more details of what it was like. To be in exile in Babylon, um, as does Esther, and then Ezra and Nehemiah, they come back. Their you know, seventy years are done, and so they come back to rebuild Jerusalem. Um, and so then we've got the last three of the prophets: will be Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Um, then we're going to do a review of First and Second Chronicles, which will go over the history. So we'll kind of uh, go through those two books, because they were actually written last, kind of just that. It was like a historical book with a review. Um, uh, um, We will take a break um, for uh, around April for Easter time to do the Gospel of Mark. Um, And I just hope that you subscribe either to the podcast or to the blog so you don't miss out what's going on. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. If you're a born-again believer helping a Catholic friend or family member start reading the Bible, it's a great idea to give them one. But which version or translation would be a good one for them? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. And I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know, only they don't, and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the New International Version, or the NIV, and that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New King James Version, or NKJV, and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian book distributors, and I've chosen three study Bibles that will be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great, they're also great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible translating ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the word of God and help spread the word while you're at it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times, but know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, look, I stand at the door and knock.